Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. And now before we start today, uh, we have a request. If you're genuinely enjoying what we do here on the Internet Marketing Podcast, then please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app because it really helps us to grow the podcast and ensures that we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Now, today I'm joined by Dick Stroud, author and MD of 20 Plus 30 Consulting. Dick, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm, and I'm glad it's Friday, I have to admit. <laughs> yes, I like Fridays. Uh, Fridays are one of my favourite days, probably because they come just before the weekend. Now, you're down in sunny Wiltshire, aren't you? Wiltshire, for our American Wiltshire. listeners. Indeed, with, with near to Salisbury and Stonehenge and the, yep. the cathedral and all of those sorts of things. Yes. So, yeah, it's a nice part of the world, although the dark skies overhead, I think it's going to be raining pretty soon. But, uh, no, it's a lovely place to live. It's a, it's a very mystical part of the UK, isn't it? There's lots of uh, crop circles and UFO phenomena down there, aren't there? But this Ooh. isn't a, a, a paranormal podcast, so we better get straight on with the, <laughs> with the subject of today's um, today's show. So let's start off. Let's have a think. Yeah, let's start off with uh, you, Dick, telling us just a little bit about uh, yourself and what you've been doing with 20 Plus 30. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you the, the full life history because um, it's quite a long life. So I'll, I'll kind of jump in when I first got involved in, in the, the, the business I'm involved in now. And that goes back to about 2002. And it was one of those very lucky, lucky events. I, I started to do some work with OND, which is the media agency as part of Omnicom. And the one of the, the well, in fact, it was the head of insights for OMD in the UK. Uh, had a particular interest in in population aging and and how that's going to affect media consumption. Mm. And we we spent some time talking about how you know how we might work together. Anyway, a, a deal was done, and the the, the deal was this that uh, they they had the money and the international reach. So they said, look, if we we'll do a research project in in the US, UK, Germany, and Australia. And you do the analysis and and write a book and we'll jointly launch the book and we'll launch it through the Omnicom network. And uh, it, it means that, uh, you know, our staff get a, an understanding of what they saw as an important issue. This is 2002, but by the way, mm. and, and you get a lot of exposure and a lot of research. So that's how I started. And um I, I thought of what, what shall I call myself, and you know anything with fifty or sixty in it, the domains were gone. So I thought, well, how about twenty plus thirty? <laughs> 
you get to 50. Yeah. And uh, the, 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 uh, after the book was published, uh, which was called The 50 Plus Market, I then did a lot of consultancy, mainly in sort of gen marketing consultancy, the sorts of things that marketing consultants do, things like segmentation studies, uh, market research, uh, media usage study. But what happened was I kind of, because my background was from the technology industry, I became particularly interested in the way in which uh, aging affects the way people use technology digital as we would say now yeah, so yeah. um that 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 lasted for for for, for quite some time and then I started to develop other interests and uh, um, and started to kind of narrow down on the the area of, of interest. But it, I don't know. It it might be an idea. Then, if you, you you think just to why is the older markets quite an interesting one to uh, for, for almost all organisations? That maybe a few facts and figures would be uh, useful. Do you think? Uh, well, definitely. Are you willing to give us those now, or should we save yeah. them for later in the show for some well, highlights? Let's, let's do that, and it will kind of lead into. <laughs> This, this thing of the the aging the yeah because it is a fascinating I'm, I'm quite excited about today's show because it's it's something that i think we're at 400 odd shows now and it's something that we've never really addressed as far as i can remember in the show this 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 particular segment of older people and we know yeah. that the you know if you look at the sort of um, age distributions we know that certainly in the uk it's becoming an older nation isn't it well, it is, and and if you if you if those listening to the the, the broadcast, you know, if you, if your main market's um, the millennial market, then you, you, and you've got my sympathies because um, certainly certainly in the UK and certainly in in the older parts of Europe, over the next decade, that's going to be a declining sector in terms of numbers. Same goes for Generation X. You know, if you look at boomers, they're going to increase by in the UK by. Uh, about thirteen percent, but if you're looking at the sixty-five plus age group, yeah. you know that's increasing by over a quarter. So, you know, just in terms of you know raw numbers, it's it becomes a kind of a bit of a no-brainer that maybe we ought to spend some time thinking about this this group because there's going to be a, a lot more of them. If you then add on to that what will be the disposable income of the different generations, which I mean, is quite a hot topic at the moment. Um, in, and that's something that's changed over maybe the last five years, which is, you know, you know, millennials probably justifiably feel pretty much pushed because of higher housing costs and, uh, you know, university fees and everything else. Yeah, and yeah. An older age group, not all by any means. And there's a, a lot of older people who don't have the cash, but a lot do. And they have, Good pensions, and you know their their property is purchased. They have uh, property equity, uh, and so there's no doubt about it that uh, you know twenty five thirty percent of the older age group are actually doing pretty well. I I I, I, I term them the charm generation because yeah. it, they're not necessarily charming, but they 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 have been charmed as far as uh, uh, their 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 circumstances of, of wealth and income. Yeah. So it's it's a area which. And most people say to me, do you, I see you mean sort of old companies selling up to older you know, consumers. Well, it's not just that. It's companies always selling any sort of product, whether you're, you know, if you're a travel company, you're a white's good company, you're an electronics company. You know, people don't stop buying these products as they no, no. hit their 60s and 70s. And uh, um, even though your, your prime market may be younger, you're still going to be shifting a lot of business through an older, older group. And you've just got to be 
aware of what's happening to them. So, yeah, that's that's why I think it's a, a pretty important place to be. And you mentioned, I know in your blog posts and in your books, you mentioned the ageing business, that term, the ageing business, quite a bit. What, what exactly do you mean by that? I'm assuming it involves a bit more than what you just mentioned, a bit more than just the people themselves, but presumably the marketing around it as well. It does. The you know, I, you you know the what happens when whenever you sort of you know you, you meet uh, at a social event, people say, "Well, what do you do?" And then you go into a long rambling oh, I hate that question. Yeah. <laughs> explanation about well, I do that, and I thought, well, let's, I, I need a a, a a snappier term for it. And, so, and essentially, the aging business is a lot of people, be they consultancies, uh, uh, certainly. A lot of government money is spent, uh, a lot in the charities. There are a lot of companies that dedicate their, their business to an older age group. And believe it or not, there's a lot of money spent by, by companies trying to get to grips with what they're going to do. Yeah. And so I, I kind of wrap all of that lot into into one group. And I call it the aging business. It's it's the business where people are making money or, or, or spending money trying to understand how they're going to respond to, you know, this this huge change in the makeup of, of the population and the consumer base. So it's a kind of catch-all uh, name for what is, you know, a group which has probably got half a dozen different subcategories to it so that's the aging business now um be, being somebody who who for a small part of my life was involved in the, in the medical side of things <laughs> i'm quite interested in what the uh, the sort of physiological sort of um, effects of aging i was wondering yeah. what that what effect that has uh, from a yeah. marketing perspective and sort of on the sort of con- customer or consumer journey yeah, well, again, I was, it was one of those very fortunate um, instances which happens that I, I, because of the, my uh, the work I was doing in the aging business, I, I was asked to go over to uh, Japan to, to to speak, and I I met an, an, another one of the, the guys at the conference who's an Australian who um, works in Asia Pacific in the advertising business, and it's a similar sort of age, and we we got talking, we we both. Came to had, had, had been having the same idea for some time, which is that you know we spend a lot of time talking about all all the usual things about you know as I said segmentation and researching behaviours of older people and all of that, but there's something far more fundamental which actually no one is talking or was was talking about, mm. and that is the fact that you know unfortunately things start going a a, a tad um wrong with you as you as you get a little older you know in terms of the senses in terms of the the mind the cognitive ability and in terms of the body and Mm. um, all of these things i mean obviously but i'm not talking about necessarily illnesses these are just the natural things that occur uh, as you get older and so if you ask yourself the question, well, so as a, as a marketeer, how do I, and I'm, I'm, I'm in staying charge of trying to optimize the customer journey and, and its effectiveness, how do I react to that? Uh, because I, I know I've got a lot more of these older customers, and I know they're a pretty wealthy bunch, some of them. And so what am I doing to, to ensure that you know, the, the, the touch points in the, the customer journey that I'm putting in place are going to be, we use the term age-friendly, yeah. going to be as, as, as useful for a 65, 75-year-old as they're going to be for a 25-year-old? Um, this is nothing about the creative that you're using or you know, the talent that you're using in the in the advertising this is just literally that the touch points work and believe it or not just nobody was doing that and 
Uh, so that that set us down the, the the track of thinking. Well, hey, maybe there's some money to be made here, and may, maybe there's a business. So that kind of diverted my my attention, and uh, we worked together, and we uh, wrote a, another book, which is always the, the way to kind of get into a new business. And we called it Marketing to the Aging Consumer, and it just looks at physiological aging yeah. and that means to to, to marketeers and. Uh, it's been very successful, and a lot of other stuff has come out of it, which we can go and talk about. I, I quite fancy talking about those stats that you promised us earlier. Tell us, tell us some of these stats uh, in terms of the aging population. Well, I, I, I think we're talking about sheer sheer numbers. We're talking about the uh, the importance that they have to a range of financial or a range of business sectors. So, if you look at the financial services sector. They are the most important age group if you're looking at much of the cosmetic sector. They're, they're, they're probably the dominant customer group. If you're looking at the growth that's going to come in Europe over the next decade, nearly all of it is going to come from the over 65s in wow. terms of in terms of consumer spending. Yeah. So. You know, wherever you kind of dig around, you 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 come up with numbers which which indicate that this this group is is becoming more important to all types of business. And okay, you know, whether we're talking about an increase of fifteen percent, twenty percent, we do know that the the increase is far larger than it is for younger age groups. So. It's it really is uh, as I said the the kind of no brainer of all no brainers that it's a hugely important sector. For instance, there's a report just just published this week by the FCA uh, Financial Conduct Authority mm. on the the how finance companies any finance companies listening make sure you get the report. It's you know, I help contribute to it, so it's it's got some interesting stuff in it. But um, the older age group have got over 1.2 trillion pounds worth of uh, housing equity which is going to have to be released over over the, the, the coming decade so mm. I mean, numbers are huge Andy they, they're just <laughs> you know they 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 they're they're so large that uh, you know you, you know it, as I said it, you, there is no no decision other than you really need to understand this sector yeah another one of the quotes you often use actually is um uh, is it measure what is measurable and make measurable what is not? Was that was it Galileo that originally came up with that? It it, it was indeed. I was just wondering uh, how that relates to your work. Well, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure you sat through numerous presentations, PowerPoint presentations, with lots of clouds and arrows and um, you know nice descriptive things about how how companies and strategies should change. And I usually try and avoid those sort of talks. Well, you you can't. But what what we found is that, and quite rightly so, organisations. We were talking really about quite large multi-brand organisations. More and more say, okay, this is fine, but we want metrics. You know, we want we want something. You know, are we doing better than you know this brand is better than our competitive brand? And and so the 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 thing that we were faced with was how do you take this this issue of having a 
uh, the, you know, the customer journey, which we all sort of understand pretty well, uh, and overlaying on top of that all the, 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 the what, 25 different effects of aging and coming up with something so that you're able to analyze a customer journey, not to say not from the point of view of its, you know, creativity and the, those those things which marketers love doing, but purely whether it, it, it it's fit for purpose for an older age group. And so we spent one hell of a long time creating a data base of, of, of questions which looked at the whole journey um, we put it into a, an iPad app which would develop for ourselves and, and researchers that work with us so we could uh, um, scale the, the thing and uh, and it, it, it means that we can look at any customer journey and competitive customer journey and, and map them and also look at how organizations at a, at a touch point level compare with the, 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 the norm that we found in, in other bits of research. And what we've done, because it all sounds a bit sort of complicated and whatever, is we put a, a really, really simplified version of it onto iTunes. So... Uh, anyone listening, and I'm sure at the end you'll, you'll give the references with the, the website, but go on to, I, 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 the, the, especially the very nice new app store, which Apple just launched, and uh, search for AF brand, and uh, you can download for free and, and just look and see how the thing hangs together. It's 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 a unique piece of software for, for measuring the way in which physiological aging affects the whole uh, customer journey. So that's what we had to do. We had to make it measurable, and we did. So if you had uh, one tip or key takeaway for our audience today, what would it be, Dick? <laughs> well, this is a hard one for you, isn't it? Well, it, it, uh, and I, 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 I'm, I'm sure everyone says, well, that's really difficult, you know, to come up with just one tip. I think, and I, I've got to be, be honest, Andy, I, I thought, well, let's write this down because it, you want a succinct answer. I think it would be something like this. Do you know how a trend of the touch points in your customer journey are? This is the question I, I, I think anyone listening to this should be asking themselves. And to be honest, I know the answer, and the answer is no, you probably don't. <laughs> now, are you absolutely certain that's something you can ignore? And I think as long if you take away nothing else, but ask yourself that question, do we know, is it important? And I, I think it's then a matter of focusing your attention. You've got, you'll, you'll no doubt give websites and uh, other things where you can get more information about it. There are things you can do about it, but it's making that first decision about, is it important to us? And that's the question to ask. So ask yourself that question. Well, Dick, thanks so much for coming on the show. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about your business? Okay, well, the, 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 the website is um, 20 plus 30, that's 220plus30.com. And then there's a, another website which I, I, I share with Kim, which is really very much about the, the app and has all the videos and all the other stuff about it. And that's www.age-friendly.com. And just to, again, I know you mentioned this earlier, Dick. Just find that app. Is just go onto the iTunes store and look for Age Friendly. Is that yeah? If, to do? if you go onto the well, there, there, there's quite a lot on there. What what I would I, the, the the easier thing to do is go via uh, the age-friendly.com website, right. and we've got lots of links on there to the app, so you can pick it up right. from there. Well, thanks, Dick, and thanks to our listeners for listening. The show notes are on the usual place: sitevisibility.com/slash/impodcast. Um, 
we are always open to questions and suggestions. So we've got an email, podcast at sitevisibility.com. Uh, you can tweet us at sitevisibility if you want to feedback or ask questions or suggest things. Um, if you want to connect to me personally, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, if you want to continue the conversation, you can do so by joining the Site Visibility Group on LinkedIn. And I think that's it. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Dick. Have a good weekend. And we'll see you soon on the Internet Marketing Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.